creating cosmos out of chaos. What brought you guys to Costa Rica? Um, the first time we came in 98, and, uh, and then we kept coming back, and then Stefan opened the um, Blue Spirit. Mm, okay. And we always used to do retreats for couples for Tantra oh, Mantra. Amazing. And, and we did them in Tulum for, for quite a few years, and then uh-huh. Stefan said, I've got just the right group room for you. Right. So we came. That was in 2011 or 2010. Oh, or something. Wow. When everything was dirt roads and no, no yeah. paving. Right. 98. Yes. 98. We came. Went to the time. other side, Puerto Viejo. Oh, Puerto okay. Viejo. Oh my gosh. How was Puerto Viejo in 1998? It was, uh, like a like Caribbean reggae. Yeah. Small it was village. Magic. I really like the concept of um, each of our times in certain places and the privilege we have when we arrive, mm-hmm. um, because I find when you arrive, as life goes on, a lot of people tend to look back and be like, it's changing. Oh, and you know, but I think if they look back and said, wow, I got to be here mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. the thing that would actually eventually has to happen, which is the change and to like preserve that. And in your heart to be like, I had the honor, you know, like the first time I was in Costa Rica was like 2008. And I was like, it was so different. I can't even imagine any. So I'm yes. so like, I have such admiration to what that must have been like. Because in 2008, same idea. We did like a road trip around this Guanaca- Guanacosta Peninsula. And it was like, mm-hmm. there wasn't a piece of paved road anywhere. It's like the slowest drive of my life. But it really allowed us to like. It was so raw, right? Yeah. You get to experience a place in its raw fullness. You just uh, can't imagine what it's like without the sound of the traffic, without the sound of the humans. Mm. Just imagine what this was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh, you know uh, if you ever, there's a book by, uh, it was a diary actually, and it's Captain Cook, you know, this famous explorer who, who discovered America and Australia and everything for the English. And he was uh, writing his diary and he was saying that when they put down the anchor uh, near what is now Kauai and, uh, and the Big Island, he said that the most important thing you could actually smell were the flowers. There was just a fragrance coming from the, from the island. Wow. That's... You know... You know, I mean, that's where that's what we've come to this, you know, so we we need to find ways uh, for inner journey. That's where the escape route is. It's not on the outside. It's only going to get more and more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is. You have to face that. And it's still beautiful. Somehow Mother Nature is still with us. But but you have to stop, take stock sometimes and sit Mm -hmm. and meditate. That's yeah. that's just the only escape, <laughs> you know. In the end, that's it. Yeah. If we're inside and we're friendly with ourselves, if we're at peace with ourselves, and then nothing can harm that. Mm. Nothing can harm that. Yeah. Hmm. No inside. religion, no government, no one can get in there. That's you. Yes. And once you're in that space, man, then you know you're just grateful for every speck mm-hmm. of dust that goes <laughs> up your nose. <laughs> Yes, there's quite a lot of specks of dust (laughs) in this town, especially. My goodness. So what, and obviously you guys have done extensive traveling, Mm -hmm. like together. Touring. uh, Touring and everything like that. And what keeps you, like what, what, why Costa Rica over everywhere else? What, what do you think that is? I mean, actually it's 
divine guidance, you know, mm. like everything in, in, in my life and I'm, I'm sure in Mitten's life too has been, has happened like a, as a gift has kind of presented itself, like me meeting Mitten and, and bringing me into music or mm. just so many things. And, and we never expected to live here or wished to live anywhere really. Mm. We were on the road for 32 years. On the road oh. for 32, And the longest wow. we spent anywhere was in Australia, in, in near Byron Bay. Wow. And that's that was our beautiful place to be for the winter months or their summer months. Mm -hmm. And so that's that was a migration pattern we had for 30 years. And, uh, kind in, of, more in, or less, yeah. Yeah, pretty, pretty. And it did, cost, it did con uh, consist of one month in Costa Rica, which was March every year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in March 2020, we came to Costa Rica, as mm -hmm. always. And... The world changed, the borders closed and we let them close and we stayed mm. and we just, we just... We didn't have anywhere to go back to. We, we never, to we haven't there. actually had a base, a real base mm. ever since we went. We met in India, we met in an ashram. We were there to meditate, you know, and uh, that's where the music came from those times in the ashram. Right. Yeah. Learning that music appears out of silence. So the, the, the way that we approach that is the way in life is that your actions and your movement comes out of silence, a mm. silent space. You know, if the music comes out of that and then you can go on a journey and then when it lands, mm -hmm. it's taken you to a deeper space than the one that you left. Mm. And then you sit and that's how we... That's how we can travel all the world because that's what we do with the people. Mm -hmm. So I'm not. It's not like rock and roll, you know. Mm -hmm. It's a church, really. It's yes. People coming together just to uh, lift the burden for a while, you know. Just lift the burden and be yeah. in the moment, be in the God realm. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah. That's yeah. that's how we can keep going for so long. And out of all that traveling. What other wonderful, like, what were some of your most wonderful places? Outside of Costa Rica. Outside of Costa Rica, yeah. which you made your home. When we, like I said, Byron Bay, Malambimbi, I don't know, I'm sure you've been there in, in Australia. That's no. uh, We've never, never actually been to Australia. Australia. That was the one place we still I think we were going to go when COVID hit. It was then, a part yeah. of that year's yeah, yeah. plan. Yeah. This, is, mean, this, this is, is like Byron is Bay like, was. Yeah. Uh, 20 years ago. Now yeah. it's uh, yeah. now it's uh, it's developed it's as well. Now. Yeah, yeah, and it has the same tropical, nice feel, you know, mm. tropical uh, fauna and and uh, flora. Sorry, it's beautiful. And uh, and it just has this vast natural space mm. that's really, really, very, very uh, rare in a way. That also to have that, that much space, you mm -hmm. know, these long beaches where there's nobody there. Oh, yeah. Miles of beach. Wow. Just these huge, vast landscapes and, and skies and mm -hmm. and a beautiful <laughs> spiritual community also, you know. So mm -hmm. we had a, it's, it's very much, in a way, it's kind of like a, it's very similar to here right. in many ways. Right. And, uh, and so that definitely, and then we were also in Greece every year for, oh, for two months in, in Corfu in Greece. We do programs wow. there, you know. I've so heard actually, that's yeah. a beautiful place. Yeah. Corfu, so there yeah. was a really precious place to us too and then you know then there are so many pockets around the world where there's beautiful communities mm -hmm. yeah and we play for them yeah. that's the yeah. point yeah. we're yeah. in byron bay and we play in sydney and brisbane and and the towns in in that part of australia melbourne 
mm-hmm. and Byron Bay, and and uh, and then we go to here, and we have people come here from Blue Spirit, and we meet mm-hmm. them, share with them, mm-hmm. and then go on to uh, the European tour with our musicians come, and then we we're like a right. Yeah, we're like a, a a tribe of like ten, ten to fifteen people uh, on that tour. You know, going from one country to another. Huh. Wow! And you guys are going on tour very soon, right? You have a tour coming up. Yeah, yeah. We, like, we have. Um, <laughs> Why do you laugh like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, up until now, I've never had a home, so I've never felt like I'm away from home oh, right. on tour. Yeah. It's just this is this is it, you know. It's just life. It's just, just where we are, and okay. we've been yeah. together so long. Right. We've been like almost twenty four seven for thirty two years. Wow! And uh, wow. I know, <laughs> I know. No, I was thinking about that. I'm thinking apart from about uh, a week or two where David went to uh, uh, Africa to, to go on safari, and I went to the mountains. <laughs> and uh, apart from that. Very rare. We're, we're usually just uh, hanging out very easily with each other. And the singing is our tantric connection too, you know. So we sing, we sing like that from the understanding where the music comes from, what, what the, why we're actually singing, you right. know, <laughs> what yeah. is this? And uh, so that's, Deva was born to the mantras. She was born with her father chanting the mantra, Gayatri. Gayatri mantra. So that's in her blood, you know. So it's no performing. It's not like we're trying mm-hmm. to convince anyone of anything. Yeah. You know, and I think, it. and you feel that. I mean, your Gayatri mantra, Mark and I have been listening to your music for a long time, but I think it was that specific yeah. mantra that you created that really really resonates with us personally but also i mean i can tell many many people out there in the world as well but i you know when you say that like i think there is this deeper magic that comes with it's not just a song it's not just your beautiful Mm. voice it is truly like a channeled energy that you bring forward through the music through this art that you create that hits really deeply and it's beautiful that you say that this is something that you've been you know listening to you since you were a little girl and a little child. So it's uh, and involved in actually yeah. chanting it. Chanting mm-hmm. it too. Yeah. Wow. What, is, what does that mantra mean to you guys? I mean, the interesting thing is that when I grew up, I didn't, I didn't know what it meant. So it was just something that, that was like part of being home or being in the family or, you know, like it was a very... Um, and my father, he was an artist. And it was really, really came from his, you know, his enthusiasm and his steps of, of really uh, immersing himself in, into yoga and Sanskrit. And that's what he wanted to share. So, and my father, when I see my father, I see greens and browns because he, that his, his art was a lot of earthy colors. And so the Gayatri is, for me, has that same, that same feeling of these earthy, colors this kind of very uh, benevolent natural tapestry to kind of mm-hmm. be at home in you know and and so I didn't know I didn't know it was called Gayatri Mantra I didn't really know what it meant as a kid I sang it as a good night song every night for three three times three rounds 
And, uh, she was strange, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have it. I, I, don't, I wasn't strange. He was strange. I mean, he, he, he made me strange. <laughs> I, didn't, I, did, I did it because they did it with me, and that was just what we right. did. Yeah. And as soon as I realized I had a choice, I, I stopped, you know. Um, but um, when it came back, it was like, wow, this was in that soil of this brown and green color, you know, that a seed had been there the whole time. And it was actually 20 years later that it came back into my field and that I, that I heard somebody else chanted and I realized it was a thing, you know. I realized it was a, something that had a name and that actually millions of people around the world chant because it is the oldest mantra known to to humanity and you know like it's part of hinduism now and it's you know it has the it's in that whole uh, in in that whole in a way religion but really these sounds are way older than that and hinduism adopted them and it became this thing called hinduism but it wasn't like there was hinduism and then now we make the gayatri mantra you know but it, it, the Hinduism was, was a term given to what had happened thousands of years before already. These sounds received in meditation by these ancient meditators that could tune into the universal vibration and then respond to it on a human level with a, with a voice and to recreate the universal frequencies with a human voice. Wow. And that's the mantra, you know, and then of course, now we have we put meaning to it, and we can translate it. Right. And the translation of the Gayatri Mantra is um, is that that we meditate upon this adorable, enchanting source of all things. So we meditate upon the divine creation. Mm -hmm. This divine light of pure consciousness awakens us, mm. it's or so beautiful. purifies us, or energizes us. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, yeah. So it's um, a mantra that really invokes the light. You know, it's yeah. a it's a mantra for enlightenment or the light. So mm -hmm. it's not like a particular deity. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a particular quality of like joy, abundance, mm -hmm. whatever. It's light. So everything can be lit up, and everything mm -hmm. needs to be lit up, and that's the invitation to the light. Wow. So I'm just gonna sing it just the way mm -hmm. I used to sing it as a kid three okay. times before, which is also how we chant it now. Om Urvasvatatsavitūrvarinyam Bhargo Devasya Dīmai Dhiyo Yona Prachodaya Svatat Savitur Varenium, Vargo de Vasia di Mai, Dio Yona Prachodaya. Svatat Savitur Varenium, Vargo de Vasia di Mai, Dio Yona Prachodaya. Now, if you have your eyes open, just close your eyes for a moment. And join David with the mantra on together. Watching wherever you are.
Yeah, and then when you're in this space, you know, like now the sounds all around there, yeah, all wrapped up in silence, you know. Yeah, that was so beautiful. Oh, thank you. I had just chills, goosebumps through my whole body. You know, just that energy, that frequency. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for <laughs> for sharing that. Um, wow, you know, I I was thinking there's something really interesting that we were just recently talking about and you know they've done some scientific studies on water and with different words but also mantras and sounds and it's incredible when you see these photographs of the way water let's say coming from a tap looks one way and then the Gayatri yeah. mantra or any other healing mantras are sung it like it turns into a mandala we actually had that done you guys had we that actually done? sent it to the laboratory and wow. we have the crystals you know, where you see the water crystals uh -huh. before and after with the Gayatri Mantra. And, wow. And you yeah. see it all shimmering and... Yeah, that's the different. That's the one in movement. Uh, uh -huh. We have the two. You know, oh, one we... A... Yeah. That's... How do you explain that? Well, she just did. You know, you know, you have to... When, when those beings were receiving these sounds from meditation, when it became into the human realm, then it started to get interesting because it became human too. We started to figure out how do we put this sound together and then that sound? Mm -hmm. What happens then? What about if these... Oh, wow. And, and it's be, it started to become some kind of scientific knowledge, but at the same time sourced in a totally mystical way. And that's what these mantras are. They're all sound. They're not language. Mm -hmm. They're just sounds, you know. Energy, they're yeah. sounds. They're energetic sounds. Right. And, uh, and, 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 you know... So and and we can only bear witness to 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 the their you know what they've given us mm -hmm. and what we've been allowed to give them because when we start to chant a mantra it's like you know rubbing the genie lamp the mantra comes out and then mm -hmm. you better hold on you know mm -hmm. see where we go with this so it's not like a performance. It's it's really like an in the moment thing that we can all move in together. Mm. It's very tantric when we're all together chanting together and moving in a certain vibe, mm. and that's uh, that's where the healing happens, you yes. know, for all of us, for Deborah and I, and for mm. the musicians, everybody. Yeah. So it doesn't get tiring. It's not like oh God. Mm -hmm. It's energetic. It's an energetic phenomenon, you know. Right. I mean, look, I'm 112 now, <laughs> so I don't look it. I only look around about 70, right? <laughs> David, she's 81. Oh, look, at her, look at that. What's your secret, guys? <laughs> yeah, tell us. What is oh your secret? Goodness. It starts with M and it finishes with A. <laughs> wow. So do you think that that kind of concept, like when you speak of the, an understanding of music, of mantra driven music in the way that you're channeling in energy 
do you th and then we put words to it and we as human beings seem to try to figure it out and we call it a certain thing but from what i hear you saying the more you release to it the more pure the channel becomes do you think that that applies across music as a whole like do you think that's like how would you like how would you explain music in those terms yeah absolutely i mean mu music is the the most powerful transformer and it, into anything it can it can go one way or the other you know mm -hmm. like it can it can it can bring anger and rage and 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 that kind of fire it can bring peace or healing and uh, and then the mantras you know for, for me always the mantras the music opens the heart and then the mantras somehow go even deeper because through the music our, our we 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 feel good. We are open. We want to hear those sounds. We are very, we are touched. We are open. And then the mantras can can sink even deeper. But they don't need the music to 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 work. Mm -hmm. But for me to put music to them, makes them even stronger because it's like you know you you want to immerse yourself even more, or you are immersed mm -hmm. even more deeper in it. Uh, I think it, I, it, this thing, I, I hear what you're saying, but the, the element that for me is, is, is obvious, it's the way that you chant. It's, a, it's, a, it's so much in your blood, I've seen it all these years, you know. And, um, and that has nothing to do with, uh, uh, in any, any way, anything to do with performance or ambition, it's got nothing, it doesn't come from there. We're, it comes from that moment of silence again. Deva and I, we meditated for many, many, many years when we first knew each other. Before we started singing, we weren't singing together. Deva wasn't singing. She was studying body work in the ashram. She has healing hands. And I was uh, coordinating the evening music for for, for the thing. See, music is like, you know, when you play music, it's like, uh, uh, it's like you have a key, and, uh, and it's a key to your soul, and it's a key to the meaning, it's a key to you beyond your personality. That's, this, that's the gift, that's what music can do for the musician. But what I saw before I left, before I understood what meditation was back in the 70s, in the rock, rock world and that whole world, I saw that the key was, until I got out of it, the musicians, all these great musicians in my life, you know, in the 70s and the 60s, I saw that all they did was polish the key and make it more and more beautiful, put some studs in it, wow, but they never used the key. They just made the key more and more fantastic. In the end, many of them did use the key in their later years. But uh, for me, that was, that was when I learned what real music was. When Osho helped me to, to, to feel the silence where the music is actually being born out of, mm -hmm. that's where it is. And if you go there, then you're on the wings of silence, even when you're making the sounds. Because the sounds are not, I love you, baby, why did you leave me? You know, there are these sounds that we just got, we're just riding on, wow. you know. And if you do that for a few hours with loads of people, then uh, that's transformative, you know, mm -hmm. for all of us. Now that's, 
the most astounding explanation of music yeah. and artists, especially modern day or like popular artists that I've ever heard. I spent, before Bo Beautiful, I spent a decade, maybe more of my life touring in music. Then it eventually led me to work at a, I ran my own record label, uh -huh. but then I ended up running a, a major record label, like the A&R department. And that's when I really got to understand the very, very fine nuance between an artist that is truly an expressive vehicle for something greater than themselves and an artist that sees a vehicle they can be but thinks it's to take them to some destination that they're told yeah. will bring them some sort of fulfillment man you're in the you're in the in the in the weird realm in that world huh? it drove me it's crazy. a strange yeah. world it took me to a very how very can you put how can you monetize music and everyone gets fucked yeah. up yeah. The, mm -hmm. the guys, the sensitive guys who write in songs, they want to be known. And, and there you go. You immediately go into the carrots there. We got you, you know. Yes. And uh, so I, when I got out of that, oof, I didn't even tell anybody in that ashram I've been a musician. I was like, out of there, man. I washed the rice. I chopped the carrots. And I didn't do much more for that first time. Mm -hmm. I just learned meditation. I learned to be in this amazing community. Yeah. And, uh, and I was healing. And... And slowly, slowly, the music came back. I just wanted to say thank you to the Guruji, really. <laughs> How could I do that? Yeah. The only way I could really show it was to pick up the right. guitar again. And, so um, wash. And that brought and me. Wash. <laughs> wash rights, chop carrots. Yeah. Like, chop wood carrots. That's, 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 right? yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> that's it, man. I was like, I'm off the hook. Wow. No ambition. No, and being nourished, also beautiful people, beautiful girls to be connected with, beautiful men, learning how to hug without without any any kind of connotation beyond just being held. Mm. Just being held by somebody of the same sex, like right. you, you know, just being in there and being able to, and then also to be holding uh, the you know the opposite sex and feeling the same thing, just feel being held, mm. you know, and holding, and not just for one breath, but hey, take it easy, mm. take a breath, you know. And uh, when the music and everything starts to come from this, mm -hmm. that's from the, the world. Wow. It's funny, I had a same cleansing experience where I, when I left, I, I ghosted everything music, like, just basically pulled the he plug. He couldn't even listen to music I couldn't for even, a while. For at least yeah. five years, I yeah. couldn't even listen to music yeah. anymore. It wow. had just like, it had caused such deep confliction to something that was so, like, at that time I didn't know how to explain it, but it was like s such a spiritual experience for me, music. And it had brought in all of these very strange, like egoic desires and principles and, <laughs> and, and just like, wa and watching it drive so many of the people I loved crazy. Like so many artists I believed in that you thought were a certain way and then you, you end up working with them and they're just like, oh, it's not, you know, it's not pure. And so I, I ghosted and, and did yoga. <laughs> that was my, um, that was my wash rice, yeah, chopped great. carrots. So yeah. we just started doing yoga and just started like coming into ourselves. And, and then yeah. I crept back into music. Yeah. Like, in a different yeah. way. In a, yeah, yeah, it was like, okay. And I started to play piano again. Cool. And that was like... That felt really nice. And I couldn't listen to anything else. I could only play piano. That's and then eventually, like, I went to the records I fell in love with first as a kid. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. helped me re 
imagine mm -hmm. what music was supposed to be. Yeah, start you know? again, yeah. fresh new stuff. Yeah, from the yeah, it's, so it's, it's like full circle. You know, it comes, you drop it for it to come back again. Right. Mm -hmm. and when it comes back, it comes back clean. You mm -hmm. can play it. You can feel. I can do this. This yeah. is me. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's so fascinating. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm so fascinated by your experience, like living at the ashram. How how many years did you guys live there? Was it in the ashram? Osho's ashram in India, yeah. or where yeah. in India? Yeah. yeah, I think we lived there for about three years continuously, and then for ten years, a few months every year. Oh, wow. So we, we, we were very lucky to, super lucky, we were talking about earlier, but that we were lucky to be there so early and mm -hmm. to actually be in Osho's presence when he was in wow. his body, to actually sit and listen and, and be in that community mm -hmm. in, in around the, the Guru. Right. And then also to let go of that attachment to the Guru and the, the, the idea that there's a person that you want to be near Right. To, and you need to be near to, to be close to something, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, but we stayed about 10 years after he left his body. We still stayed for many, many months. We would go there. And then even that, even those walls um, fell mm -hmm. down and the whole world became our ashram, you know. <laughs> it, like it's a, it was a beautiful <laughs> opening, you know. We, we needed, I guess you need to be in a nest. We was kind mm -hmm. of like a, you know, we were just kind of, Almost like you're training a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, like training and, and yeah, yeah, until you you have that, mm -hmm. that, and then you and don't need that. training can be tough, you yeah. know. It's he 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 liked the edge of things. He was like, "Come on, you think you're enlightened? Let me just take you a little bit further there, you know. Wow. Let me take you out of your compass." Because he 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 felt that we would be aware of the godly presence. Uh, if we were in some kind of chaotic place in our lives where we didn't know who we were, didn't know what we were doing and where we were going when we we're in that other space, he would try and bring us out there by contradicting himself in the, in the discourses. So sometimes he would talk about Buddha for, you know, like, like for days and days and then, and then suddenly he would he would uh, somehow contradict a whole load of things. Mm -hmm. So just to just for us to go, wow, uh, where am I now? Mm -hmm. What is this? You know. So uh, he was always trying to get us to, and all the meditations were pretty, pretty non-mental. You know, they were they were they were designed for thirty, thirty to four, no, twenty to to thirty-year-old. Western kids. That's who we. When he first started to teach Western people, we were all hippies, and mm. you know. And he said, "I've got to do something with all this energy. Right. I want to help this energy. It's got to move up, to move it up. You want to get stuck with it down there, which is what society wants you to do, to find a way to. And then it gets into how do you do that? Like, and if when you get a, a kind of a rebellious teacher or a, a somebody who's ready to experiment." then it's often looked on as something really weird. And mm -hmm. in some cases it is probably, but in Osho's world, it was amazing just to be able to go to places in myself um, in a safe environment. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was gonna, if I wanted to cathart and there was a meditation which helped me to scream my head off. Wow. And it was right there and it was available and I could do it. And I did every day for almost a year. 
so just to deal what with. What kind the, was that meditation? It's called the dynamic meditation. Okay. Yeah, it's really, really beautiful. It's very, very strong. You know, it's not for the faint-hearted. You move your, you do a lot of early morning. You start early morning. Mm -hmm. I can talk you through the, the phases, but I don't think I'm here <laughs> right now. But, wow. uh, but so yeah, so it was, it was that. You know, it was designed. You know, he'd already been speaking to thousands. He was already in trouble in India because mm -hmm. he spoke so freely about all their sexual attitudes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he was uh, attracting thousands and thousands of forward-looking Indian people. But then uh, they started to... Uh, he never wrote any books, but when, uh, when he started to talk they started to record what he said and they put it into a book form and, and, mm -hmm. and that's when the western people started to wow mm -hmm. that's when i that's how i came to i read something and uh i just knew i had to go or i had mm -hmm. to go and uh, so you, you sought him out after reading uh, reading some of his like, yeah when I, when i read this particular thing the first time i ever read anything or heard anything of him and uh because, you know, nobody really, back then in the 70s, it was, it wasn't like loads of gurus. People didn't know about gurus or think about it. It was just a few mm -hmm. people who, who were into that. But, but yeah, I just read something and, uh, and it was a, it was a Zen story. Mm -hmm. It was, it was, he was talking on a, a Zen parable. Mm -hmm. I, the, I'll, I'll tell you because now we're into it. Mm -hmm. You'll be interested because of the musician side of it. The parable was that this uh, nun was going to get uh, water from the well. It was on uh, a moon, full moon night. And uh, her name was Chiono. Buddhist nun. Buddhist nun. Mm -hmm. And apparently she was beautiful. And she was on her way back to the monastery and she happened to look into the bucket and see the reflection of the full moon exactly at that moment the bucket broke and the, and the, and the moon disappeared and she realized she turned around and she realized her whole her whole life had been focused on the reflection of the real thing mm. but not the real thing and she turned around which is what you did when you stopped and she saw the full moon and I was going there because she came enlightened. I read that and I said, that was my music. Huh. Everything I was writing, everything I was singing, everything I was doing, somehow I knew there was something. Mm -hmm. I thought it was in this expression of being, uh, in my art of being a songwriter, you know, and a singer. But it wasn't. And uh, <laughs> it was somewhere else completely. And when I got to that world and I heard the, the reality of that, which is like hundreds and hundreds of people singing m like mantras or, or anything, anything. Uh, they just singing like thousands of people who are singing these beautiful, sometimes English chants, lots of Sufi chants. Mm. And uh, it was like, wow, I'm not qualified for play here, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm not telling anybody. I'm just going to drink this in. Right. And, and uh, so... Um, so when we started to go and play in front of people, we just promised each other it would never be a performance. Mm. Hmm. We would always keep it. So then it's like getting in bed with each other, you know, <laughs> it's just like nice, nice. and comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And something happens in, you know, and 
and things happen and that's that's the journey yeah that's yeah. so that's so beautiful how did how did you end up at the ashram because that's where you two met originally yeah, I mean, yes? it, it, like i said when i realized i had a choice not to chant the mantras anymore first mm -hmm. i was going to become christian i felt like that would be the way to become to be to be back, back baptized because i hadn't been baptized yet and i just got totally into first secretly into <laughs> into Rebellious jesus that, that was david's teenage rebellion <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> to be a it christian yeah, it was man the things i did <laughs> was for early i was already at nine nine or ten years old oh wow and uh and then at 10 i was introduced to osho's meditations and those meditations that we ten just Mm. just mentioned which involved shaking and dancing mm. catharsis breathing you know they were perfectly suitable for me at that age mm -hmm. and i just loved doing those meditations mm. i uh, um, felt immediately attracted and at home with the community that i that was in germany that wasn't in india mm. and it was like a just a natural thing i want to this is my home i don't mm. know it just didn't there wasn't that that much kind of explanation right. but um, in those days you had to wear red clothes and mala mm. as a kind of a challenge not challenge, yeah as a kind it was kind of like uh, another step to to saying goodbye right. to your old right. life right. and uh, and receive a new name which is Deva Pramal oh that's when you received yeah, yeah. Wow. so I got that at, at 11 years old and I, I went to school loving. Divine loving. That's the name that he oh. gave her. It's so beautiful, isn't that it? Is so That's beautiful. amazing. So wow. I went to school with the red clothes and the mala and all that wow. for, for many years. And then when when Osho went back to India from America, I had already seen him in, seen him in America and uh, been there for a few weeks. But then when I was when he was back in India, then I went there to stay at 17, mm. 18 years old, and uh, just enjoyed living in this incredible, in some way, pressure cooker, because, you know, it, it's a very confronting to be in an mm -hmm. ashram and be with a yeah. bunch of people all on the same right. path. Is there a lot of people living There's together? two, three thousand people or something. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. In one place. Yeah, not all, you know, we lived around the ashram in, okay. in, 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 in a, mm. during the day. And would be. Did you meet him, like, see, for the first time in America? Yeah. And then went back to India yeah. with him. So was that... Was that around the wild, wild country yeah, yeah. era? Yeah, yeah, of things? I was there. I just, Miten lived, actually lived there, but wow. um, I just was there. As a, what do you guys, did you guys have see? Have you guys seen the documentary? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. What did you think? Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? My goodness, this How is. How long have you got? As <laughs> long as it takes, I'm so interested. Yeah, me too. Because we've seen it and we, we know we had different. Well, yeah, I don't know. Interesting perspective. Because well, we have no well, perspective you know, except what, one lens. Yeah. You can look at it on different levels. If you mm -hmm. look on it as a, entertainment is pretty good it's pretty good no it's pretty good look the good guys won in the end that was that was what i what i liked about it as a movie right. that these people in this little town had overcome that, that huge <laughs> wave of whatever it was they had no idea mm. they just knew it was coming their way and they fought and they got and they one and and it will be something that they'll tell their grandchildren about that little town and it will go on and on and so they should be grateful to osho for this great story that they've got you know and uh as far as it was for me personally 
if you can imagine um, um, well you don't have to imagine it let me let me just give you a rough idea we were maybe 5,000, maybe more, building a city there. Mm -hmm. And uh, a city where we were going to live and be together and it was going to be our utopia. We'd, and we were the people. Mm. <laughs> we thought we were the people then. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and we needed a big slap to uh, wake up. And we got it through the ranch because, you know, we really felt we were the chosen people. We looked at everybody in the world and we just go, what a fuck up, you know. And there's the master saying, look, you know. <laughs> and so we were so totally into this beautiful space and learning and intensity and friend. Everything was there, challenge. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we're building a city. <laughs> And we're building loads of A-frames. We're fixing up the the, uh, the the plumbing of everywhere. We're fixing up the kitchen for all these people. And it got it goes. Everything was going really fast. We're going to feed everybody good food, and we have to have. Uh, so we got some cows. We got to get the pasture good because it was an old. Uh, you know, some point all the soil had gone, and it, mm -hmm. so it was like it was just this incredible, and it was like being out of the therapy room. You know, mm -hmm. like it was like you can do therapy and you can, do, but this was like that's another level. It was another level. Wow. You were out in this place with such a purpose, and at the same time, so much uh, uh, connection happening, and and and. Uh, so it was, you know, it was a, it was a very uh, fantastic thing for men and women to be mm -hmm. in this thing and, and together. And, and, uh, and Osho, once that happened, Osho went into silence. Mm -hmm. He said, now you get on with it, you know, because I think he could see something was going to happen. So mm -hmm. he stayed out, of, out of, uh, for a good while. Meanwhile, we were doing our thing and picking bullet holes out of the Rajdish Puram sign and things, you know. <laughs> it was wow. better dead than red, you know. Oh, my God. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was really intense. And, and uh, so, you know, a lot of that was on, because uh, the, the, you couldn't, you, it was difficult to explain in the movie what it was like for an individual in there like me or, right. Deva who would come and go every big celebration. Deva would be like, I don't know, probably... 12, 13 years old, and she would be the first in line to get to the master, you know. And, uh, and then there was Sheila, you know, because that was, mm -hmm. she oh, yeah. was uh, his secretary or whatever. Yeah. And, and now you quote me all the time, now I quote you. But <laughs> um, always says, like, it's, it's like, you know, that Trump is your president, and you're not you're not into Trump, but mm. you you're stuck with him as a president. So Sheila was that, mm. you know, she she was. Nobody voted Sheila yeah, in, no. yeah. like that. Osho yeah. gave her. Okay. This is your That's job. True. This is That's your true. meditation. Mm -hmm. yeah. What I want is I want you to stand up, and stand up for your rights. You uh, there there was that energy in Sheila, mm -hmm. and so so it wasn't we weren't so much pious. It was a bit confrontative, you know. That mm -hmm. we we were we'd been and then you know 
And then after you get this, some kind of grant for the city, then you need to have a sheriff. You need to have a sheriff. And then the next thing is you see pictures of, of guys in red practicing. And it was just like me and my friend or someone else you know, being taught so that we were now a deputy, you know, or something like that. But it looked so sinister, you know, right, and you right. see it on the other way, you know. Yeah. And so there was so many, all that, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. yeah. And what happened? From your perspective, like yeah, when everything kind of I mean, imploded, just as like Mitten said, when you when you build something, you grow grow a big attachment to it, mm -hmm. and you really want this to be forever and to work. Mm -hmm. And the big, huge lesson and learning was, no, it's not about that. It's not about unattachment. You know, wow. it's about unattachment. Yeah, wow. yeah. So just to that yeah, degree, yeah. that degree, not just in a meditation room, but. A whole city, you're halfway through it. Everything was, all your dreams were in there. Wow. Let it go. And let it go. Mm. It's a hum it was a humbling experience, yeah. you know, like, and for us in front of the whole world, because of, obviously it was all in the news and everything. Yeah. So and that the, was a great Zen, yeah. you know the Zen story, the Zen stick, and you get, when, the, when you're meditating in Vipassana, the Zen master comes around with a, a stick, when he just on your on your head like that and uh you know you have no idea but it's just like it's a, a wake up for mm -hmm. that you know and uh that ranch the whole thing felt like a huge zen stick mm -hmm. we suddenly as a community woke up wow. we weren't this great thing right. suddenly we were being disgraced on television <laughs> to our families and everything mm -hmm. i knew this guy was a bogus guy <laughs> and never a moment's doubt that this was the most amazing thing that he gave us Wow. You know, and from to go from that to back, getting back to India. Yeah. So that's was, where you guys went after all of that's that? That's when we met. That's yeah. when we first yeah, met we, yeah. came back. I mean, Osho was, was trying to find a, a new place to, or we were trying to find a new place mm -hmm. to live so we could be with him. Right. And 21 countries refused him entry. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and it was a kind of a world tour where one after the other, you know, either they wouldn't even let him out the airport, like in London, they wouldn't even let him out the airport. Oh my God! Because of his reputation at the yeah, the U U.S. government. The oh, U.S. government, okay. he said, poisoned him. Mm. Right. They poisoned him. In the end. Yeah, he. Well, no, already on. In, in the end of. In the, the end of that movie, mm -hmm. around about that time when yeah. they got him and then pulled him back, mm. there was a lot of uh, un unsaid stuff went on. Mm. They took him away from the, his doctor because he was asthmatic and stuff. And uh, they were putting him in different jails for six days to get him back to Portland. Uh, back to anyway, uh, that's another story. But um, um, India was the last place that because they had to take him. He's Indian. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. So then they he went back to him. the ashram that that he had lived in before mm -hmm. he went to. That's and he was dead, yeah. dead at fifty-eight. Wow. He was dead at 58. All his teeth were falling out. could hardly stand up. He Do wasn't attached to his body. Right. He was like, this is just what's happening. Wow. And then one day, he just decided, that's it. And just went. <laughs> and wow. And all that. Huh? It sounds like suicide. Oh, no. Oh, no, it wasn't suicide. No, no. He just sort of. No, he, he, just, just, he just decided wow. it was enough. It was I'm okay. sure he knew he could decide. Oh, wow. very clearly what he wanted to do because he would often say to us look 
don't get attached to the physical. It's not, it's not me as you see me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why he was telling jokes and trying to do things to... I just want to destroy your idea of a holy man. Mm -hmm. That's another thing you're going to get caught with. Mm -hmm. Right. So we want to do as much as I can to, to continually challenge you to be in the moment yeah. and to... Uh, and to look and to look within rather than yeah. out you know? which is very interesting because you also see you know in that film as well where you know they portrayed him as somebody that was a guru that had Rolls Royces and he had all these yeah. this wealth that he was yeah. accumulating yeah. and you know which was again when you look at it from that perspective you're like well why would somebody that's so connected to their soul and their heart would even need those kinds of things you well, know well why do you think why do you well, think? Well, I think it well, makes you, a lot of sense yeah, what you're saying now. It, well, yeah, you know why. You know why. It's because he wanted to wake up America. And he was mm -hmm. like, he he was like, what? How can I get these guys to look up from their consumerism? Right, yeah. Get me, a, get me a bunch of Rolls Royces. <laughs> I mean, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't know if it went down that way at all. But if he's got one Rolls Royce, then you can say. It's got a Rolls Royce look that, you know, mm -hmm. but 90, it was like, it's got to be something. It's got to be some absurd thing going on, man. That's not, that's not, it's more than just being rich. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So what is he saying? Wow. What was that? Right. It's fascinating through the lens of one side, the American yeah. government and the popular culture of that day, trying to paint him, well. the media yeah. a certain light, yeah. how they can mm -hmm. just create wow. a completely like alternate reality and narrative where well, even, you even look at like the way they've done the the documentary right like well, yeah, if you exactly. see it from that perspective you're like oh wow yes this is a cult <laughs> this is a you know what i mean yeah. you see it from that way yeah, they paint know. it in that mm. color for everybody but it's, right? it's, it's like yeah. i deeply appreciate being able to talk to somebody that, that's yes. there to get an understanding from the inside mm. uh, which is very like yeah. I think in this day and age especially, like people love to attach themselves to narratives that are fed through places that mm. make everything very simple. Yeah. The simplicity of everything, whether it's yeah. COVID or whether it's all of the things, climate change, that's all the true. things going on in the world. It's like, well, that's what they said, so I'm just going to take it at face value. Yeah, exactly. no but nuance. a little mm. investigation mm. and an, a little conversation mm. and all yeah. of a sudden you can see, wow, mm. there are yeah. always such a multi-dimensional way to look at every mm. truth. Yeah. That I mean, can paint it in all kinds yeah, of different ways. Exactly. What they did to Jesus, man. You know, they, you know, right. you don't mess around with society. Yeah. You start standing up and doing things in a different way. You better watch out. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not the only one, but he was radical. He was radical mm. guy. He was like, come on, let's do this. Yeah. Let's yeah. Not mess around, yeah. but with love. But with love, love first. And, and that's, I think, the beautiful too, part is that no matter how much they want to paint him with a certain color, mm. since you look at it from what you both experienced, there is so much love. He was connecting people to themselves. Like, mm -hmm. you built oh, these communities yeah. and, like, you were bringing the light forward. Like, that's mm. what the whole point the mission? is. That's the mission. Mm. And so yeah. if you look at it from that perspective, I'm like, it's amazing well, what he was doing. Well, and birth, so beautiful. birth from yeah. the crucible of that entire situation, yeah. I think the most beautiful gem to come out of it is sitting right here as far as i've experienced yeah. the two of you like your mission from yeah. that point forward and the experience yeah. of what that gave yeah. to you yeah. um that's what like you bring forward now as well to and what you yeah world, your yeah. contribution yeah. of everything you experienced to trans so, translate that into a lifetime of work yeah. mm -hmm. um, that, that's where we really also that it's so beautiful because he always brought us all not all, but so many different spiritual paths close, you know, he mm. could just, 
he, he would talk like 10 days on only Buddha. But you know, like that, that Zen story. Mm -hmm. Or he would only talk on Sufism for, for a month. So he would talk on Sarasustra or on Jesus or the, mm -hmm. you know, certain Gospels or, you know, like he was, and he would go so deep and he would, he, he was very knowledgeable uh, also. He was really a philosopher as well. I mean, mm -hmm. in a way that he really could see the essence and bring it out through words. Right. Really, like... Uh, and funny, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. great humor. <laughs> and so, so that's, uh, that's really reflected in what we, we share now, because we are not like kirtan. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't do traditional kirtan. We don't just sing mantras. We also sing sacred mm -hmm. chants from other cultures. Yeah. And so it, that's really how, how we live Osho's mm -hmm. vision, you know, that right. you see mm -hmm. the, the essence and the in all these different parts, they all mm -hmm. have a different flavor, you know, so like Sufism or... I love that. You know? Well, as, as co-creators, too, the two of you, like, for that long, without a home, yeah. like, do... With, like, with like many devotion homes, I guess. To, with, That's a better way to with say many with many homes. homes. Yeah, the, the my home. Yeah, yeah. here's my home. Been pretty, pretty, pretty home sailing, really. There's not yeah. been a lot of... It's just... It, it really... It, it's, it's destiny, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I honestly feel there's just no way this could have come together mm -hmm. without some guide in hand. There was too many connections that that were mm -hmm. that were bringing us to this moment now. And how, yeah. You know. And how do you how do you do it? Like we've been together twelve years. And we we've spent together. twenty-four hours a day together, one week apart in oh, twelve yeah, years. Well done, you so two. similar. We have a, you're far, further ahead, but yeah. everyone asks us, how do you work? How do you live, live? How do you yeah. be? How do you do everything as a as a unit? Yeah. What's your guys' answer to that question? Well, you might not want to hear it, but uh, for for me and David, what happened was we met in Osho's ashram, number one. Number two, Osho's ashram. In a, another way of saying it was a it's almost like a huge tantric experiment mm -hmm. of 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 becoming your own understanding of your, of your own uh, experience of the divine where you are not ex you're not yourself or you're not your personality so that that was there so and uh, our age difference was so huge David was 20 years old she's I mean she'd been in the ashram for three years mm -hmm. and uh, I was 43 and one day David came up to me out kind of out the blue and asked me if I would be a model for her for a session. And uh, we had that session. She gave me a session. It was Shiatsu. She was studying Shiatsu. And she gave me this session. It was beautiful. And that's where we became friends. And, uh, and, then, and then we just sort of just kind of drifted into being... Well, let's stay together again t tonight as well. We might as well, you know, and, oh, another night. And then, you know, mm -hmm. and then, but it was also, uh, it was also um, free to experience what it would be like to be on your own. Maybe, maybe David wanted to be with someone else or, or I wanted to be with someone else. Mm -hmm. And that, that kind of attitude freed me from jealousy. Mm -hmm. Suddenly I was free of, of, of that kind of, uh, attachment I wanted David to experience whatever she wanted she was my friend right. and my young friend so it was like a great thing for me whatever she needed she uh, was with my blessing you know mm -hmm. so that 
understanding has been with us from day one. Mm. And although we're not running around in other people's beds anymore, or we never were, not really. We did yeah. at the start when we were in the ashram. Yeah. But, um, but it's based on uh, the spiritual path mm. uh, as a priority. Mm -hmm. If you can get to that, then you're going to be able to encourage each other. What do you need? Mm -hmm. Go for it. I'm here. And, uh, you know, if you can get into that space, then you have... See, because in the end, you, you, it's not just about having a sexual partner. Mm -hmm. You know, in the end, you want a friend. We should write a song. In the end, <laughs> you want a friend. It's beautiful. You know, so, so but, that, you know, it's, it's all the couple stuff gets in the way right. if you're not careful. Yes. Because, you know, it's just... But so, tell them your secret. What's my secret? Oh. What's the secret? <laughs> the secret. <laughs> There's something else you're not going to want to hear. No, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. <laughs> it's just a joke. David said, uh, my secret really is, hey, I just do what she tells me. <laughs> and I guarantee that you will become enlightened and your beloved will become very happy. <laughs> very That's happy. That's a good secret. <laughs> I think it, yeah. my intuition has led me to a similar path at many times. <laughs> so I understand that. But, you know, it's just a, everybody has an individual thing, but you guys are over that hump already. You're into a nice place with each other. Mm -hmm. See that? That's great. And as long as you're creating together, yes. yeah. fantastic. I, I say that a lot to people. Oh, I yeah. tell them that creating together yeah. and having a, a co-creative mission or a purpose, a purpose yeah. is sort of, that makes everything else, whether it's an argument or it's anything, all the stuff that you could get caught in, all that never seems to matter as much because there's something bigger. There's something more that you're here to do together. Mm -hmm. And as long as that becomes a priority, then mm -hmm. everything else is just kind of a speed bump yeah. mm -hmm. that you can sort of look back at once you're over it and yeah. be like, oh, that wasn't that silly. Yeah. <laughs> Rattled right. us for a second or whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. Let it go as soon as you can. Mm -hmm. yes. Let it go fast. Oh my goodness, yeah. yes. It's crazy. Wow. Um, I just have to ask something actually, because it's a little bit out of left field. You guys ever watched Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> I'm curious where you're going with this. Well, I'm curious why you're laughing. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm laughing because no, I don't watch Battlestar okay. Galactica. No, because uh, they asked us, they wanted to use our Gayatri Mantra as the, as the title track. They wanted to use it. Like wow. 20 years ago. The, yeah. the guy, what's and his name? James? Ed, uh, almost. Edward, Ed, Edward. Ed, Edward James Almost, yeah. yeah. And uh, and so, yeah. And then in the end, they didn't. And then they used. They the ripped us off. They, they, well, they ripped us off, man. <laughs> they so ripped us right Mark off. Mark and I have but seen. But you know the what? The thing is, so the no, guy you mentioned. Sorry, that. No, I was just going <laughs> to say, Mark and I have seen the show, and every time well, we haven't just seen the show. We really like it. Due to its like cos cosmology yeah. and the oh, astrological, is it? It's really beautiful. The spiritual nature of that show. It's. It, I don't like television, aye, aye, aye. but that show... It's a good show. It's yeah. incredible oh, you from the heart in a really interesting way. But the really interesting yeah. thing is that when we were watching it, and you know, the, the intro to the episode starts, it starts with 
kind of, like you can kind there's, of hear there's a guy I mean, too a much guy in there. Yeah. And every time I was like, this sounds like Deva Pramel. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And every time I would say that to Mark, yeah. I'm like, do you think like they were? So it was like from that moment, this was six, seven years ago when we watched the show for the At first least, time. Yeah. And so we were like convinced that we're like, yeah. for and sure. And then one day we decided yeah. to look it up because we were just like, oh, it's her. Yeah. That's for sure. And then we looked it up and we're like, it's not. I know. And then I thought, I like, know. they really did a number on them. Yeah. Like, and, and there was there was an interview where almost says that to get into the role, he listens to Deva Pramal. That, that brings him straight into his role. And he had a huge hand in the creation, which is interesting. Yeah. But his character, that's so fascinating, because his character is like, it's this really beautiful, like, he, he, has, to, he has to play a role of a man that tells a lie to the last remaining human beings that's a very spiritual biblical tale and he has to learn throughout the arc of the six seasons to believe in the thing which he doesn't want to believe in the most which is like that there's more to all of this yeah. that there is a spiritual nature to it yeah. so his character and his stoicness and there's two moments in the show where he actually cries yeah. where he act like and that's his opening and you see yeah. these beautiful openings oh, yeah. and when i when i heard that he had a hand in that and then found out it wasn't you i was just like there has to be some yes. kind of i had no idea so, so he funny. used to listen yeah, yeah, so he must have been the one. He must. He, he must did. Have he was sent. He was. Uh, you know, there were emails going backwards mm. and forwards. Yeah. And uh, he, him. yeah, he really wanted it, and he was like, yeah, I'm so yeah. sorry that they, they, they're not. You know, and he was pushing for it and pushing for it, oh. and it's just too much money. And they said we can easily, we can easily get someone to copy that and mm. do something. I don't something. know what, the, what it really was. Maybe. Well, yeah, is that? I mean, we didn't ask for so much money. I don't know. Uh -huh. it, it just well, kind of it's, no, I think it's more, it's not about what we ask for. It's what if it becomes published in that thing. Oh, there. like, okay. There's a lot of money. Okay. Uh, like the publishing that. side? Oh, okay. publishing yeah. Side. Mm. But then wow. he did another, he, he produced another movie called Walk Out or something, and then he used one of his, uh, one of our tracks. Oh, oh interesting. Really? Yeah, okay. but, Walk um, Out. No. Well, that's... My bit of pop culture that I just had. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's been burning in Mark's like, like, like no. is Well, here's something else you'd ask me about in a few years, and why didn't we ask him back then? <laughs> and that is, is it true that Prince Harry said he was playing David's music for when the, uh, his kid was being born? And mm -hmm. in his book, he writes that David Pramal's music was with us when when the baby was being born and everything. Oh, wow. And it's probably the same track as the one that... Uh, I mean, he doesn't say what he just says, the soulful hymns wow. of Deva Pramal. Wow, And that's then there was Cher, I don't know if you know that, that in, in 2000, Cher contacted us. Really? And said, could she oh, sing the Gayatri Mantra in her farewell to, which was then her farewell to in 2002. Wow. And, uh, and so, so we actually gave her the files of the of the essence track oh, so that wow. she had the backing track so you give her the stems and everything and and then we went to see her in cleveland in the show and she she sang the gaia three really? months wow. pretty much exactly like our version with our you know some of the songs wow. that we had used you have to you have to imagine that though that was another <laughs> world that was yeah. like in this stadium big big uh, arena you know how did that wow. feel yeah we were kind we of were in tears, tears a little <laughs> bit you know because it was pumping man can you imagine a, a real great band and these guys share had to like these guys were playing the country mantra like <laughs> you know and the three girl singers and the whole thing and then share comes out on an elephant on a clockwork elephant i mean it was before lady gaga and everything it was she was sitting on top of a um 
an elephant and chanting the Gayatri mantra, you know, and the people have no idea what she's singing. The whole band is grooving on it, you know. Oh, wow. And me and Dave are like, oh my God, this is amazing. You can see it on YouTube. I gotta really? Look that okay, up. we got to look yeah. that up. Wow. We're going to put that in the show notes for sure. Yeah, people <laughs> check out. So people can check it out. Wow, you guys. That, that would have been a very powerful Must, moment. An, to like, it sounds it. like a dream. Like, yeah. Seeing, well, on it, an elephant coming out. And the whole yeah, and it was the Cirque du Soleil dancers, you know, wow. all dressed in kind of Indian looking That's things. Amazing. That's amazing. so beautiful. Yeah. Bring it back. Bring it back to this understanding that what they were chanting right. was something deeper than any of them could imagine. Yeah. Mm. These old sounds mm -hmm. that were coming to life in this place, that's what made us cry. Yeah. It, it, was, it was, you know, I've seen lots of good people on stage. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it was the Gayatri Mantra and Shea, like, wow. good girl. Wow. Good girl. Generating so light. Just mm -hmm. generating it, you know. And, wow. Uh, we never met. We were supposed to go back to the dressing room <laughs> to meet her that night, but didn't work out for one reason or another. Mm. Wow. And so, um, so yeah, and we played for the Dalai Lama also, you, you know. Yeah, we wow. played for him also. Wow. Chanted right in front of him. Wow. Uh, was that in Dharamshala? No, it was in Munich. In Munich. <laughs> in Munich. Oh, wow. oh my goodness. <laughs> that's wow. unexpected. Wow, that's <laughs> well, amazing. he was doing a, he was, there was a conference going on between scientific uh, science and uh, Tibetan Buddhism mm -hmm. and where the two meet mm -hmm. and he came to be there for the yeah. for the gathering and we were asked to play a concert for the for everyone there were many thousands and uh, but before the concert the day before we got to be in this room with him and just a f few people Oh. And uh, then we got we sang for him, and I think he had no idea what we were singing yeah. at first. We knew it, it was his favorite mantra. We knew that the Om Tare Compassion. Oh. Mm -hmm. Which mantra was it that you guys sang? Om Tare Tu Tare. He was sitting down like mm. this. Oh, beautiful. Oh, that's so and then he kind of, you could hear him when he felt, oh, it's Tara Tara mantra. <gasps> and, uh, wow. And there was me and David, like two white, white people play, <laughs> playing this mantra for him that, uh, with pure devotion and uh, and anyway yeah that's, that's so story. cool my goodness now here we are yeah here you guys are now yeah. and about to go in and play for many more thousands of people right now as you guys are mm -hmm. you're going to canada i believe first canada yeah tomorrow we go to peru we peru have tomorrow a, um, wow We're about we have to a week-long in the Sacred Valley with Alberto Violdo oh and uh, wow. his wife Marcela Lobos. That would be a special, That's like super in the special. Sacred Valley. Yeah. Wow. About super 100 special. people there with us, yeah. where they, they, do, they do stuff with the shamans and then we no play. No plant medicine, just oh, uh, beautiful. Wow. Yeah, just nice. wow. And then to Canada? And, and then, then Mexico City for a concert and then Canada. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really, really... And how long are you guys going to be on the road now? Just, uh, this is just a month. Just a month. And mm -hmm. then we go longer again in, in September in yeah. Europe. In Europe. Like Fantastic. Europe yeah. tour. Amazing. We're going to be up in Canada. Maybe our dates will cross. Yeah, yeah. maybe, because it would be amazing. We're originally yeah. from Canada. Oh, so okay. East Coast, we're we're going to be What's Toronto. Oh, okay. oh, you're going to the East? East. Tor okay. I mean, Calgary, Toronto. Calgary, yeah. Yeah. Montreal. Your mom's in Calgary. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah.
May 12th. Mm -hmm. We might actually we might actually be oh there. Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. Yes. That's crazy. Come see you guys. Oh. That would be we'd see the band. The band would really. Yeah. I'd love to. Would love, would oh love to. That would be uh, That would be so amazing. special. Wow. Put you on the guest list. Oh okay. Sure. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a long yeah. time. Well, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. That's so cool. Wow. Oh my God. Well, is there is there anywhere that um you'd like to send people to get your music that you'd prefer they listen to it through, like any platforms or Websites. I mean, it's available everywhere now. Mm -hmm. uh, what's really close to our heart is that we made our own app. Oh, wow. And that came out of being here in Costa Rica mm -hmm. and wanting to share what we had received over all these years and, and also wow. wanting to be somehow supporting people who were not as lucky as us being in, a, in an environment of nature and, yeah. and peace like here. So in the beginning of uh, lockdown, we were online every day for 77 days we did an online meditation every day for an hour at That's 2 p.m mm. and uh, it would wow. it, it attracted a, a following of thousands of people that many had not seen us in concert before or maybe even discovered us new mm. so that we realized there's this beautiful community that starts also to come to mm -hmm. you know that already starts to con to support each other and know each other some you know so then we wanted to give that a home and we created an app called the Gaya Trisanga mm. app. We call it the online, online. app shram. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and and it's beautiful. It's been going for two years now. We've wow. had, and we do every Saturday. So when you're here, you're so welcome to join us. Yeah. We do a live stream every Saturday. Wonderful. To the app. And uh, and we do we have uh, teachers like friends who who share their gifts in the in the app. We have daily meditations. We have uh, we have a Zoom room where people can meditate with each other, like just oh a goodness. silent room, you know. So it's but just that you have that feeling and Shame. also seeing somebody else meditating at the same time and wow. chat, chat and That's you know amazing. it's a really beautiful, super beautiful space. Recipes. Yeah. Vegan recipes, yeah. really vegan, good. Vegan yeah. recipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys eat vegan? Yeah, yeah. yeah. us too. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Wow, that's so crazy. Well, well, we'll make sure we put well, all I'm, the links. Yes. and I'm going to so download can. it immediately. Yeah, me too. Actually, yeah, that's incredible. Thank you for letting us know. We'll put the link in for sure. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And also, you can let people know about your own work. You know, it's mm -hmm. a nice place. People like us on the about what? Their own work. I mean, that, that's what they. That's what they. Oh yeah, of course. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> been out of touch with us. <laughs> oh, you mean in the app? Yeah. Oh, in the app. Oh, okay, yeah. when you post in the app. Sure, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really cool. I'd love to yeah. check it out. For sure. That's a really like. Did you guys make it yourself, or how did? No, it's a template we used. Template. Actually, cool. it's the same as the Rolling Stones. <laughs> really? No oh wow! No, we didn't know that. We have a team of people, you know, so they just found the right ones yeah. and then said, "Check this together. out." Okay, yeah. let's do that. We had a really hard time finding a good platform for our app too, oh. um, and we're still like it's great, but we wish like these interactive parts that you're describing are really. Oh. Disciple are re Media is the one we use. What's it called? Disciple Media. Disciple Media. Media. Okay. Mm. Yeah, ours is called U Screen. Mm. It's a little frustrating because it mm. can't evolve past a certain level of just distributing yeah. videos, uh, where we really like no. you know cultivating community yeah. Yeah. and allowing people to interact and That's become right. more creating an online space with 
like more than just a mm. one-way communication. Well, yeah. yeah, and then you can step back, and these the, it starts to yeah. share beyond and people sharing each other's techniques and and what happened and what happened. And you, wow, it's just great. It's people yeah. are moving. That's what we want. It's like exactly. letting them build their own city. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. It, it Stepping back. back yeah. Go ahead, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Hit them with the stick after. <laughs> Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank this you has so been much so, for so, this so amazing wonderful. time with you both. Honestly, yeah, it's an honor to really sit yeah. down with you, meet you, and to hear your story and everything uh, that so inspiring. brought you here today. So, oh my goodness. thank you. So, thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Goodness, thank you, guys. <laughs>